Yes, guys, welcome to the Heart of a Fighter show. I'm your coach, Coach Johan, Johan Francis, and to, this is a show, guys, where we talk of everything fitness. We talk uh, deadlift, Olympic lifts, inspiration, motivation, anything to keep you guys in the gym. Today, however, we're talking about rap. That's right. We're going to talk music. That's what we do on the show every now and again, guys. And it has everything to do with keeping you motivated. That's because I can be an amateur DJ inside the gym. I'll do anything to get you guys motivated and keep you guys active when we're working out, when we're doing our series of of upright rows, right? Anything to get you moving. Sometimes the value in music today has everything to do with how qualified it is as workout music. And that's what I'm here to put you up on. Me, my favorite type of music happens to be reggae and rap. I don't know, call it what it is, but this is how I was raised. This is how I grew up. And so what you hear inside my studio when we're working out could be anything from um, One Day as a Lion to Cypress Hill, you know, Elephants on Acid. That one was popping, right? It could be um, Prophets of Rage to piggyback off that last one. It could be a little bit of Hobson. It could be Run the Jewels. Um, whatever it might be for that week. Right? could be Revolution. I make sure that it's as far away from mainstream as possible. But this week, however, we're going to get into it. That's right. I decided to do... To go against my better judgment and pick up something a little bit more mainstream. We talk about rap today, guys. We talk about two chains. Rapper go to the league. So, for those who don't know, there are five parts to our rap impressions, right? It's a little bit different than a review. These are impressions. This is what I get after I listen to the joint one, two times max, usually once. Right? I'm not trying to review the work or the project. I'm just trying to give you what I hear. I want you to pick it up day one if it's worth it and just listen to it as workout music. So I go through it with five keys. Number one, I introduce the artist to you. Today, it's two chains. Rapper, go to the league. I go through the topical trends second. I talk about the art generally. And I go through a, a breakdown and how it fits in with the rest of the landscape of music. And I talk about the best lyric on the album. Well, that last one's going to be kind of tough because, again, two chains. Guys, I'm not going to lie. I struggled on this one. I struggled. That's right. I struggled to make it all the way through rap or go to the league. And what the title, I think, alludes to is that. Two chains, you know, at one point in his life could have went to play ball. I guess he's like six three, six four. Maybe he had some talent down in the south and decided, yo, I'm gonna have to rap, right? Maybe he I think he used to sell dope or do whatever X D boys or D boys do. Hey, you know. And he decided to turn his fortunes into a rap career. What well, a first time I personally this is my relationship with 2 Chainz music, right? The first time I heard of 2 Chainz, he was rapping with Lil Wayne. 
in a group called Players Circle, right? And it was a song called um, Duffel Bag Boy. That's the first time I heard of Two Chains, who went by a different name. He went by Titty Boy. And, by the way, business acumen, A+. Plus. The ability for this man to rebrand his entire game and his steez without anybody knowing who it was and come out with a whole bunch of music under a different name, his work ethic has to be lauded in this case. But how much that assists with the music? Well, on this, Rap Impressions, zero. Right? I'm trying to give you guys a distillation of the artwork in and of itself so that however you consume music, you can pick this one up and start right away running your four four miles, your 5K, and get it in, right? So it has nothing to do with what the artist does on the outside. Now, if you need all that extra stuff and you don't want to appreciate the art for what it is, that's fine, and I agree with you. I think that's how hip-hop nowadays is kind of structured. It's around the idea of a persona, unfortunately. But when I do my rap impressions, it'll be as if that person is simply made one, maybe, or not one album, but a group of albums. They're an artist. And again, I heard of Two Janes long, many years ago, probably like most mainstream listeners with Lil Wayne. And the next time I really decided, hey, I really want to pay attention to him, you know, outside of the mainstream hits that he had, was on that Collar Grove. And this was probably a Lil Wayne inspired collaboration. Collar Grove, the name itself, a portmanteau of, I think, College Park and Holly Grove, right? Two areas from Atlanta and New Orleans, respectively, were, respectively, uh, Two Chains and Little Wayne grew up, and they decided to combine their efforts. Speaking of portmanteaus, their the album cover is a mashup of their two faces, right? It's like two chains face with Lil Wayne's braids and tattoos. And so they go back and forth. And that album is fucking fire. And you guys know how I feel about Lil Wayne, right? Out of everyone that you can call a mainstream artist, he is by far my favorite. And the list is extremely short when it comes to mainstream hip hop because, um, you know, whatever it is that delineates hip hop from being pop, I think it's a very very long list and so what actually sustains hip-hop uh criteria to me is a short list that was fire that song bounce where they're going back and forth on each other Oof. very creative stuff i don't buy purchase or consume a lot of mainstream shit anymore right so when I heard that he came out with another album, I was listening to the Bomani Jones show. Now, Bomani Jones is a ESPN guy. He's on ESPN a lot. He does his own podcasts and things of that nature. He was talking. He did an interview with Two Chains, and in it, Two Chains offers this when Bomani asks him, "What can we expect from the new work?" Right? And yes, this is about a couple weeks ago. Nonetheless, he offers this substance. There's going to be a lot more substance on this. And once again, the act of trolling becomes uncomfortably close to mirror reality rather than some kind of 
augmented social media reality. <laughs> in other words, trolling is like a thing that people can engage in on a daily basis, right? <laughs> right? It's like um, you can troll someone in person, in front of their face, right? From now on. It's like um it's like uh you go to dinner with with your with your side piece or your girlfriend or your boyfriend or whoever and uh they ask you what do you want to drink and you tell them soda even though every every day for the last month you've been drinking wine or some shit that's live action trolling and so it sounds to me like this brother's mastered it. This guy, Two Chains, he's kind of mastered the art of, hey, my album's going to be this, and it's actually that. If you haven't heard of Two Chains, well, it is what it is. Going to the league signifies a lot, right? The title, going to the league, rapper, go to the league. Right. A lot of what we've been talking about in sports lately has everything to do with athletes not getting paid for shit. So is this a callback to get your money when you can, get it however you can, if you have talent, right? Because expecting other people to pay you for it just ain't going to happen, right? Like, that's pretty topical. It's pretty topical. Um, I wish, and I'm trying right now to come up with other topical things that Two Chains talks about on the album. I mean, he has a couple of joints that refer to the NC. There's literally a song called the NCAA, uh, on there. And if we're talking about going to any type of league, we're talking about circumventing the NCAA in every possible way, right? Because they're out here stealing your your two years of the youth of your peak performance for free advertisements and indentured servitude, right? And so if you don't try and get millions early on in life, you're just kind of like being suckered into a bullshit system, right? NCAA, please. <laughs> so you might as well go to the league. But I don't think it's that deep. What am I going to say? I think that this this one just speaks to the youngsters, right? And let me just say this. Nowadays, every rapper under the sun, for the most part, for the most part, right? Except for maybe I heard Juvenile. I need to check out his new shit, right? That's probably uh, next next week. I'll probably get to Juvenile. But anyway, um. He talks about how he doesn't rap in the new style, right? That choppy flow that Eminem was talking about on Kamikaze or that mumble rap, right? Everybody nowadays, you drop an album, you got to do at least a couple songs that are straight, you know, trap style. And they better be lit. They better be litty. But they're going to do trap songs now. And, hey, the beats for some of these songs are awesome, so I'm, I'm all for it. But, um, man. I kind of feel like on this joint, and I can't specifically talk about any specific tracks, but Two Chains, like, I think he outkicked the coverage. Or no, he's um maybe playing well within his pay grade with the mumble rap shit. 
Like, he might be uniquely skilled at mumble rapping, despite not being a mumble rapper. Uh, rapper go to the league. The name says it all. So, a lot of this work, um, generally, how does it fit in? How does it fit into the landscape of today's music? <sighs> and I'm struggling. I want to say some positive things about the nature of, of good music, right? I do. But um, one of the topical trends that I am going to say exists with regards to rappers today is this. What the fuck is it with hip hoppers today? Where they invite guest rappers on the joint, right? Like, let's say, you know, I need to get Kendrick Lamar on the, on the, on the album or J Rock, right? And then J Rock does his verse and then it's my turn. And not only do I go not in order of intensity for the song, but I just, I just let everyone go ahead of me, even if, you know, I have fire. I go last. The order's all fucked up these days. It's like, the if if I invite J Rock on an album, it's like no matter what, he's going first. All right, respect. I get it. But like, then I just let him kill me on my own. <laughs> what is it with you rappers today that are mainstream, where you're letting guest rappers on your tracks and they're just crushing you, and you're cool with it? <laughs> There's a song called I'm Rare, deep down on the track, because listen, the first six tracks on Rapper Go to the League by 2 Chains, I had the hardest time in the world listening to this. Oh, it was terrible. The beats were real slow. The raps were real kind of <sighs> meandering. The steez, there was no excitement to it. There was no... There was a, um, a, a tenor to the songs that was kind of laid back and true to some kind of like maybe Southern style that I'm not fully versed in, but un uninteresting, which at least I thought every 2 Chain song would be interesting as fuck. But I found myself getting bored six songs in. In fact, by track three, I'm like, dang, you're supposed to deliver the, f the first or second track is supposed to be your your heater and it was i was shivering i was shivering into the california you know sun because it was it was bad i struggled but i managed to make it through halfway ncaa kind of picked up a little bit by the time we get to deep on the on the cut um it's rare i'm rare he's in there with lil wayne of course and e40 alfonzarelli is in there kicking game but who kicks the best game is is Wayne. Wayne is made for these types of alternative things where he just gets to cut a beat to ribbons, right? And maybe he'll change it up depending on the beat. But he outwraps two chains heavy. And I'm like, man. And then, of course, 40 does his thing. E40, the, uh, just a legendary guy, does his thing on the track. And they both just out rap two chains hard and i'm thinking to myself what the fuck hip-hop was built on competition and i'm just <sighs> anyhow um 
I don't know how this fits into the landscape of popular music other than that. And that's not really a positive thing. So I'm out here searching for something positive to say how it fits into the landscape. Other than there being some really cool trap beats on the album. Um, maybe it's an outlier uh, with how it fits in. But going back to what 2 Chain said to Bomani, substance? <laughs> a puddle's worth, maybe. So... How it fits in on the whole And general thoughts And best lyric Honestly guys I'm doing my best And it has been a couple weeks since I listened to it And I haven't listened to it again And um With the exception of I'm rare I probably won't listen to this one again And I'm probably gonna tell you guys Unless you're a fan of mainstream music Yo Just kinda Unless you have, unless you're a fan of mainstream music and two chains, I mean, there's no real reason to listen to this at all in any way. Um, and I'm struggling. I'm trying to find something positive to say uh, here about the music, and I can't. And so, how does it fit in with the general landscape of music? Well, shit. I've listened lately to uh, "Elephants on Acid" with uh, by Cypress Hill. I listened to. Anderson Pack, who I will do next week with Ventura. I listened to his Oxnard. Uh, I listened to, let's see, who else is new? Atmosphere, Mi Vida Local. I listened to, um, let's see, who else? J Rock Redemption, uh, Royce the Five Nine lately. I listened to his, uh, The Book of Ryan, which was a dope album, unbelievable album. And, well, Rapper Go to the League doesn't really fit in with any of them. Right, I'm sitting watching LeBron James as a shop, and Two Chains was sitting there, and I'm just confused that a man who has so successfully folded himself into the colloquialisms or the conversations or of rap, right? He is a modern mainstream rap pop artist, and he's folding himself into it. In such a way where if you took that same dude 10 years ago, he never would have made it. And and that transition from being obscure in some obscure southern bounce group like Play a Circle, right, that probably looked up to 3-6 Mafia like a motherfucker. And to take those guys and the obscurity at which they probably prophesized their existence in hip-hop to turn into two fucking chains who was super popular is amazing and i wanted to hear him talk about that with lebron james and like ab and 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 anthony davis and and whoever else was on the shop that day jamie uh, was it jamie fox i'm sitting there thinking like yo this dude's gonna drop he's gonna shit a diamond right now on accident because this brother went you know what I'm going to go from being half of a obscure group named Titty Boy, which might be his nickname, to being 2 Chain. And I know a lot of rappers have done it. I know, like, Future's done it. I know a lot of these people have done it. But I think most in large order, people are more likely to listen to something that doesn't sound ultra gimmicky or one-dimensional like Future's music for the most part does, right? 2 Chains sound a little bit less gimmicky. 
Now, if you're into subtext, I'm trying my best to legitimize my affinity or lack thereof of mainstream hip hop. I'm trying hard to like throw out there some love for the mainstream right now, but I digress. As I go back and think about it, I'm like, yo, how can I appreciate it? Two chains, uh, what he has to say. And it would have been that the ultimate successful rebrand. How do you rebrand your gym? How do you rebrand your business? As an artist, maybe how do you rebrand your music? How do you go from, like, if you're Beyonce, you just call yourself Sasha Fierce. But what if you're not as famous to be like um, Garth Brooks and rebrand yourself as Chris Gaines or some shit, right? What if you're not Chris Martin and you can't say, I'm Coldplay, but now I'm Chris Martin. I'm Adam Levine. How do you do it as a rap artist? That's what I was waiting to hear from 2 Chains, And and then another nod to 2 Chains' definition of substance. He just cracks some weird jokes about being like uh, famous. And then did that thing where his voice cracks. I know there's something there and maybe he wants to be substantive when he's on camera or on wax. But as of right now, man, either I'm not smart enough to read through the lines and catch the subtext that my boy is dropping or he just ain't trying hard enough. Right. And speaking of the shop in LeBron, he was supposedly the one who did his AR. And I'm glad that LeBron is a vocal leader these days. I really am. But he's definitely not going to end up on my Pandora in a favorites list is LeBron's music, right? I mean, I didn't enjoy Drake's Scorpion by Drake, but there were like five or six songs that were heaters. And the other fucking 20 were sounded the same to me. And largely for me, it was kind of a boring album, but I can see how quality his boring album was. I could see why people like it. I'm just not going to go with LeBron's suggestions for music and hip hop anymore (laughs) in a real way. (laughs) Like does LeBron listen to like Freddie Gibbs? God, I hope so. They're from the same neck of the woods, but but seriously though, right? (laughs) Keep the sneak. I don't know. Anyhow, Guys, that's it for me today. Next week, maybe even later this week, I'm going to do Anderson Pax Ventura. I've been looking forward to that one, and I will get to Juvenile 2. Until then, look out for another episode. This has been your Coach A. This has been the Heart of a Fighter show. Take care. Thanks for listening.